This question is from an anonymous physical retreatant. Ajahn, in talk and teaching, you mentioned mindfulness for every moment, observing the raises and faults. For example, likes and dislikes, good and bad. Is it okay when practicing these in a retreat or staying in a monastery? In the workplace, very often we are asked to perform multi multiple tasks at one point a time. How can we respond to others' presumptions, judgments, and criticisms, particularly in relation to work, performance, and competition? Thank you, Ajahn. Venerable Ajahn answered that in the beginning, we have to understand that when we're practicing meditation, uh, practicing cultivating the mind, we have the time, have the spare time, so we put down all our work, all issues related to work uh, more easily. Then when we go to work and we're at work, we receive a lot of sense impressions and moods. And at this time, mindfulness, samadhi, and wisdom are weaker and get weakened. And this leads to clinging and self, the sense of self arising more. That's normal. So we have to train and practice to cultivate mindfulness and samadhi to become stronger. When mindfulness and samadhi are stronger, then wisdom is able to take care of the mind. But it's normal in the beginning that one is not able to do this, or only able to do it a little bit. So therefore you have to have effort, persevere, to practice like this continuously, to make the mind stronger and have more energy. And then we receive these judgments or criticisms or presumptions. And firstly, we listen to them and accept them. Or sometimes we might make presumptions or criticism or judgments of others as well. If it's about something good, we feel happy. If it's about something bad, we suffer. And we can take that suffering as the object of mind and take a look at it. We see that this suffering arises because of our seeking out the four requisites in order to care for our bodies and care for our family. We see that it's difficult and troublesome like this. We receive suffering like this. We receive moods and sense contact that we don't like. And associating with the things we don't like is suffering. And so we see that this craving when the craving reduces, then suffering reduces, attachment reduces. And the important point here is to see that there's the sense of self there, there's clinging. We don't want to receive these presumptions, criticisms, or judgments. But if it's something true, we have to accept that truth. And we, through that, we can become motivated to improve to improve related things related to work, to succeed in work. So may you set your hearts on meditating a lot, and then you can receive the results of that meditation, which can improve your work as well. Dear Lungpo, Namasakan, I've been contemplating on anatta, but I could not get beyond the theoretical knowledge and could not even go close practically. What should I do to make myself understand this practically? Thank you.
So in terms of contemplation, this is the use of wisdom. In the beginning we use sanya, memory, perception, and, and this is understanding according to theory. Theory we can say is a understanding according to sanya, we say it's the same thing. So we see that which gathers together in a heap or pile or conglomerates together, we take it as a self. These elements of earth, air, fire and water gathered together in a heap or pile of this body, we take it to be a self. But if we separate it out piece by piece, bit by bit, we understand that there's no self there in truth. It's not self. So in the beginning we use memory and perception to understand according to that level, according to thinking. We see that when we have greed, aversion, or delusion, we contemplate and see in truth there's no one there, there's nothing there. No me, mine, you or yours, it's all empty. This is according to sanya. Then we have the object of mind arise again, we contemplate again. But we have to look, is our samadhi firmly established enough? If the samadhi is only a little bit, then the wisdom will only be a little bit. When the samadhi is more firmly established, the contemplation will be clearer to understand not self more clearly. So we have to do this often, do it evenly, consistently, to train the mind in peace and collectedness in order to contemplate, to develop the mind to be higher, so that wisdom can arise gradually, bit by bit. This is something that takes time, and sometimes it may happen that the mind all of a sudden gathers together and sees not self clearly. Wisdom is able to arise. So we can keep meditating like this, and one day we might see an old person, a sick person, or a dead person, and we can contemplate that life is truly uncertain. The mind can become still and peaceful. Samadhi arises. Then the mind starts to proliferate again, that the person who died, for instance, is this or that person. But the mind is still enough that we can see that proliferation clearly as it arises. And we can contemplate that with the peaceful mind. We see that proliferation as it arises, and so the mind's able to know that in truth there's no self there, there's no one there, it's not this or that person. Because one sees that before when the mind was still, there was no self to be found, and then the proliferation starts to arise. We can see that clearly, see not self clearly, that the body, it's just a machine, like a robot, there's no self there. There's people walking, sitting, standing, moving about, but there's no being, no self there to be found. So this is wisdom arising from wisdom, from clear seeing, from vipassana, maya, panya. So we have to have patient endurance, practice every day to give rise to wisdom then the experience of Dhamma can arise clearly.
This is from an anonymous person at the physical retreat. Dear Ajahn Anand, good evening. I get this huge sense of panic and anxiety when I contemplate non-self and not existing. While I understand this fear is due to delusion of life, times of conditioning, I can't help but feel anxiety. How can I overcome this? Thank you. P.S. Thank you, organizers. So there's this fear when contemplating not self, fear of emptiness, nothingness, not having anything, thinking that there'll be nothing there at all, be totally empty, and then this fear arises because one thinks that there'll be a loss of things, things that we love, things that we have, things that we like. So when we contemplate like this, the mind doesn't see the truth. The mind sees that one won't have anything, there'll be nothing, just emptiness. And that's something that no one wants, fear arises. So in terms of contemplating like this, don't contemplate not-self. You can contemplate impermanence instead. Contemplate that things are unstable, ever-changing, because that which is unstable and changing is stressful, is not-self. Because the purpose of contemplating impermanence, stress and not-self is to abandon craving and attachment. But if our own wisdom is not able to reach this, not able to go to that point, then make the mind balanced first. Bring merit and goodness to its completion and fullness first. Abandon unwholesomeness first. It's not yet to the point where you're purifying the mind. Instead, do merit to its fullness first, abandon unwholesomeness first. Then when the mind's ready, the contemplation will arise on its own. Then you can practice generosity, virtue, meditation, mindfulness, make your samadhi firmly established, bring the mind to rapture and happiness first. Then, then you can contemplate impermanence, suffering and not self. Oh, sorry, and then, uh, but before that point, that the contemplation of impermanence, suffering and not self, just put that to the side, put that to the side for now. Then when the time comes, you can contemplate to bring the mind higher than samadhi, more lofty than concentration. When the mind has reached the state of not worrying. So do the abandonment of unwholesomeness bring merit to its completion and fullness first. This is from an anonymous person at the physical retreat. Hi Long Po, I have these questions. Pardon me for my foolishness. Question one. On one hand, I try not to eat too much or else I will fall asleep. But yet, if so, I'll be hungry in the evening. How can I strike a balance? Question two. I tried using puto, and it seems okay for walking and breathing. What or how can I be mindful when eating? So if you know how to contemplate eating, eating enough, not too much, not too little. If you know this, then you'll know how to meditate, you know the middle way. 
If it's too much, then you feel uncomfortable and sleepy, you fall asleep while meditating. Or if it's not enough, then you feel hungry in the evening. So know just the right amount. Don't eat too much or too little, but make it just right so that you don't have discomfort in the evening. In the evening you can use nampana or allowable edible items to help with this, like coffee or cocoa or sweet drinks or fruit juices. These are things that you can have. And you can take some uh, nampana with you. So know enoughness with regard to this. When you know enough, enough with regard to food, then you'll know how to meditate. Not too much, not too little. Venerable Ajahn Chah said that if you know how to contemplate your food, then you'll know all aspects of meditation practice. So use your wisdom and mindfulness to observe. When you take the first spoonful of food, you may notice you're already thinking about other things already. So therefore, have mindfulness in the acts of chewing and swallowing. You can count the number of times that you chew a mouthful of food and then swallow it. Sometimes when you get food that you like, you proliferate about it. If you get food that you don't like, then the proliferation stops. And sometimes the mind's able to enter samadhi uh, like this. So this is something important, you can try it out. If there's something that you like, take just a little of it. If it's something you dislike, take a lot of it. If it's something in the middle, take just enough. And this is so that the mind doesn't think here and there while eating. So give it a try, see how it goes. Doing this is meditation practice already. So may you try it out.